Hello and welcome to Deep Insights on Mining Review Africa. My name is Slegiwe Mutaung. It's exactly seven weeks until we wrap up the year 2022 and I must say that it's been an eventful one when it comes to the South African mining landscape. So in today's session, we take a look at the top five occurrences that stood out in 2022 and how these have and will continue to have an impact on the workers at the helm of production. To help us unpack these is mining and labor analyst Mamukheti Molopiane, who is the founder of Creative Voodoo Consulting and has worked in the biofuel, forestry, mining, energy, and space industries. Mamukheti, welcome to Deep Insights and thank you for joining us. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for joining, for inviting me. Yes. So now let's get into some of the significant uh, labor-related incidents in the South African mining this year. We'll start with the Sibanya Stillwater three-month strike. This must have been uh, quite a draining year for workers. How does a lengthy strike affect affect workers, firstly? And, I mean, after uh, work resumed, the company has recently announced that it plans to retrench around 2,000 employees at its Free State and Gauteng operations. Um, the company points fingers at uh, ESCOM and its operational challenges. However, um, unions are saying the company is using retrenchments to settle scores. What do you make of this? Well, industrial relations um, between the employer and the employee in the mining industries are always going to be, first of all, conflictual and highly, highly conflictual tested and very political um, and then by that I mean is I always context give it context of the, the, the historical role mining played and why even in a in, in couple of years after democracy in a democratic South Africa relations between employer and employee in mining industry are always so full of friction um, um, because of the dynamics of the mining industry so it's not surprising that um, we saw, but also be, besides the, the 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 conflictual nature between employer and employee, um, um, the union rivalry uh, adds to the, the the very tense situation in mining, and and of course besides union rivalry, intra-union rivalry also um 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 occurs and 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 and, and heightens the tensions as, as it were, and so it's not surprising that um. As the year was 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 carrying on, we saw um, um, a strike that was happening that took place occurred in Sibanye, and we saw that workers, um, by the way, where usually they would be on opposing side, workers here, yeah, I mean, the, the, those mine workers represented by the National Union of Mine Workers (NUM) and those represented by AMCU. Uh, for once um, agreed or found common ground. Again, this highlights in the South African context how um, the shifting terrain will, there's always going to be shifting terrain in issues that are affecting workers in the sense that one moment um, um, unions are rivalries, the next they can find a common ground and work together. So of course that is going to have an impact on 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 how um, um, the strike was carried out and and this, the, what is perceived by union leaders and and ordinary union members as a successful strike often results in um, 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 the, an intervention such that the employer eventually concede and and uh, uh, 
either meets the workers' demands halfway or agrees partially to a higher-than-anticipated uh, agreement on the part of the employer. Now, it's always, I emphasize that it must always be noted that we tend to, as South Africans, look at South African mining industry in, in, in singular and very inwardly in, in, in the sense that because it has been so contested, full of conflict and very political, we tend to think it's very unique to us. Um, yep. uh, the challenges of workers demanding more wages, demanding inflation-related wages, and demanding what they call, um, uh, what many workers around the world are calling a living wage. Um, but it's not unique to South Africa um, uh, uh, alone, um, and, 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 and most certainly not limited to South Africa's mining sector, and most certainly if you are going to be breaking it into subsectors, not limited to just the gold sector. Um, but also it occurs at a time when, as we have seen, the, the, the social disconnect and I must emphasize this. So um, um, for, for audience who might be on the corporate side of mining, they might, of course, uh, find it um, cha challenging or even say, but this is not an issue uh, we do not view it the same. The, the, the very wide social disconnect between what the CEO and company executive earns uh, versus what the workers earn and what the workers are often demanding can add fuel to the length of the strike, can even be one of the reasons that it drives workers to say the negotiations are falling apart and we will serve the employer with a notice to strike. So that is, is significant uh, that we contextualize this. Um, as we know, and we have seen that it has been widely reported about um, the remuneration and the benefits what the CEO of Sibanya got uh, at a time, by the way, per financial report, at a time when the company was saying we cannot afford what the workers are demanding, but also at the time when workers were making their wage negotiations, uh, were in the middle of wage negotiations and were making their demands known. So this disconnect, as if it's a warped reality from what the actual ordinary mine worker gets um, and what they go through and the kind of compensation that are associated with corporates, not just in mining alone, but in, in South Africa, but globally competitive um, remunerations for CEOs and being able to keep them and, 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 and meet their demands. That, that disconnect, uh, for as long as we do not address it in the South African mining industry, will always be an issue of contention and will add probably to 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 the issues um, around Sibanya. So, of course, that strike carried on. Um, workers, as we know, the rules in South Africa that if you're on strike, no work, no pay applies. Mm -hmm. But workers will always say what we are giving off in, in the sense that what we are losing is far worth um, uh, sacrificing uh, in the long term. Now, uh, will the retrenchments um, that has been recently, that are recently announced by the employer be perceived yeah. by unions as a way of employer getting back to them? Absolutely. Again, it's not unique to South Africa and it's not unique to the mining industry. Um, and, 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 and especially at a time when um, it is seen as if 
the geopolitical tensions that are have been happening have yeah. boosted some of the key sectors in mining and then we know that gold is regarded as a haven during yeah. times of political uncertainty uh, it basically performs better so it's not surprising that um workers are perceiving this um announced retrenchment as an attack on them directly and this bodes well this bodes bad for for the employer in terms of their relationship with their members mm-hmm. uh, it may be by the way that um uh, retrenchments were planned um or restructuring the operations were planned and as such um the law and workers are the ones that are going to be affected most but uh, in the context of what has happened it will always be taken by workers as an assault on engaging with them but as, as also as perceived as an employer's nonchalant um approach to negotiation in the sense that it's always going to be a tit for tat fine we don't get what we want we will concede to some of the demands you're making but no this months later down the line we are going to retrench because that is how it is playing out it may not necessarily be so but that is how it is perceived that i will at surface the value that uh, that is how it's happening and 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 of course we we mind you the company is 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 one of the most diversified companies in the mining industry and so um um and and its operations in south africa are some of the oldest operations that it has so one on the other side can always say hmm we understand the need for companies to remain globally competitive to be agile to adapt to the changes that are occurring quickly um um but uh, again the impact of uh, electricity supply shortages, as the companies mentioning it, um, why workers will ask, why must it always affect uh, workers who are the low end of salary scale? And and so this 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 really does not bode well in terms of the relationship between Sibanya's employer and its and its workers going forward. But then it's still. Uh, the year still has some time to go, and of course, we know that the industry is cyclical. Something can happen that completely changes sure. that. But as it stands now, yes, these retrenchments are always going to be met with skepticism, um, con- co- considering a performance, for example, of the company in terms of how it has performed over the yeah. year, but also in terms of the remuneration associated uh, or aligned to executive management versus those of workers. Hmm. Now, let's move on to health and safety in both workers and uh, mine communities. We know of, uh, we speak of the Yachasfontein Tellings Dam collapse, which was another crisis that left communities in calamity. And once again, the vulnerable were left stranded. The flood destroyed uh, more than 160 homes, killed at least one person, and and, and hundreds of animals damaged uh, 26, I think, square kilometers of grazing land. How do you think this was dealt with, in, in your opinion? And is the industry doing enough on environmental justice? And uh, do you think the DMRE has a clear framework on tailings? Well, it's quite tricky, this one. But one thing that is for sure is that it's not something that happens suddenly and just now. Um, uh, it, 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 um, one would think the mine and the company has had warnings and and the impact thereof or, or what could happen um, 
um, was announced to them or they knew what could happen. So in terms of handling it, I do think it it, it, it played out uh, absolutely terrible. Even after the incident and the, the tragedy that has happened, uh, many lives may not have been lost, but in the long term, the impact on not just the environment, but on the livelihoods of the people of Yachrasfontein and their lives, because they are completely changed by what has happened, uh, highlights again the importance of not just um, limiting or, or simply passing the bug of environmental uh, management and ensuring that monitoring and evaluation of um, 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 of 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 um, of health and safety related issues um, is left to the as social labor plans, but also is left to the Mine and Health and Safety Act. It is quite important in South Africa's context to um, 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 to emphasize health and safety beyond, by the way, um, what happens inside the mine or underground, yeah, as we have seen it now in, in the, that health and safety expands beyond the workplace, but has filtered right through to ordinary South Africans and to communities. And, and so it must always be tied, as I emphasize in, 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 in many of my work, that health and safety must be tied not just to the, to, to the work itself, but must be tied to the area of mine hosting communities, as it were. Now, Again, emphasis must be put that where mechanisms meant to contain um, 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 uh, pr private practices um, of of that overlook and, and and often underplays the importance of health and safety. By mechanisms, I mean where where government as as the regulator, as the legislator, is meant to have mechanisms that are important in terms of health and safety, in in terms of um, acid mine drainage, in terms of tailings, in terms of um, of, of 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 management of toxic um, waste that is coming out of mines. Um, if there is no clear legislature and there is no clear policy guidelines as to what is meant by that, there's always going to be a room where um, 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 companies are going to find a way to to avoid their responsibility because mm. there's no clear, clearly defined uh, rules about that. And I do think it's time perhaps for DMR uh, to again hire more people for their health and safety, for mine inspections, for yeah. uh, community areas where mine activity are taking place, for inspection, for random inspections at, at operations, so that such things, such a, a tragic accident could be prevented. Yeah. But also to always be a step ahead um, in terms of what needs to 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 take place and happen in, in terms of managing tailings, and I I do think um, the DMR has the capacity through the the Geoscience Council to do that. Yeah. They have the yeah. capacity to implement that, but somehow there's always a disconnect between what government um, or, or the government activities today is their inability to implement, to enforce, and to monitor regularly. Um, activities in the mining areas, activity, health and safety related to to mines, not just by the way of workers who of of underground work, um, but also um, related to um, 
the environment and managing um, mines activity in the environment. The DMRE could have done much better, um, um, uh, particularly in the sense that together with the Department of Environmental Affairs, they must be clear as to who, for example, is responsible for enforcing legislature and enforcing regulations regarding tailings, regarding acid mine drainage, mm -hmm. regarding pollution, regarding environmental crisis, um, regarding uh, toxic toxic waste that is coming um, as a result of mining activity. It must always be clear um, who is responsible for that. And, 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 and if it is not, it leaves room for yeah. it to be avoided and, mm. and, and tossed around as well. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. I absolutely agree with you there, uh, Mamukheti, that the DMRE does have the capacity to kind of outline who's who. So now moving on to new technology in mining. This is a subject that um, I heard you uh, present on at, at Minow, and it's a subject that is very controversial among workers. So while tech in mining has had always been looming, it's been coming, the COVID-19 pandemic accelerated this need and uh, for tools that don't need much of human intensity. So it's really something we cannot avoid because we are facing the fourth industrial revolution. We've seen the launch of Spot, the robot that goes into unfamiliar terrain for inspections, virtual reality that allows for remote drilling, as well as drones that are efficient in the exploration process, and many other um, significant new technologies. So now how does adjust to accommodate new technology? What is their role and what is the role of the company? As I can imagine, this will require some effort from both ends. And what are the downsides of not embr embracing new technology? And, and where do we see technology in mining within the coming years? Well, it's there. Uh, look, technology in mining is not unique. I mean, mining went through the phase of automation and went through um, 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 I mean, mechanization and automation. So it's not new. And it's an industry that has always been uh, ironically at the forefront of developing, of innovating. And in, in, in its innovation, in fact, it's arguably possibly second only to space in the industry in terms of the technology it innovates. Uh, often it's been said some of the technology it uses because it, 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 it explores terrains that are unknown. Um, are inspired by technologies that are from the space industry. Having said that, um, I do not see how modern mining can be carried out without the deployment of, of, of new technology. And I say that for for because of three things. One, to increase uh, throughput or production, and two, um, to raise safety, which we have just tackled in the previous um, in the previous discussion, and and second and and finally to reduce cost, and and all these three increasing throughput um, or, or productivity, raise safety, and and reduce cost. All these three ties to the overarching theme why companies are adopting technology to remain globally competitive because it, it serves you no value if you are a company uh, uh, producing a particular commodity but you are not globally competitive but also to access the market much easier. So uh, the acceleration of, for example, the fourth industrial 
revolution and its accompanying technology, together with the globalization and the diversification of global markets and the access to new markets, means mining industry and companies have to um, accelerate how they deploy technology and 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 in 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 what sense. But um, I, I think one of the key challenges that in the context of South Africa is the uh, execution focus approach. By that I mean the the how that technology is deployed mm-hmm. and when is it deployed and in mm-hmm. what manner uh, was it um, um, uh, 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 the approach was was taken and how mm-hmm. was it um, um, uh, introduced to um, those that are going to be affected. You'd recall that um, 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 one of the many things new technologies are doing is replacing tasks that seem to be repetitive, repetitive and yeah yeah and 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 very much um 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 a linear and it tends to co- not just replace it but it tends to compress a couple of tasks um and in, into one task or two tasks thus reducing um the number of occupations that were associated with a particular task. If there were seven people doing different tasks, um, new technology is able to compress that into just one task that uh, yeah. uh, produces a singular occupation, such that those six other people fall away. They are becoming, as the term that is often used, is they become displaced mm-hmm. by the adoption of new technologies. Um, 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 I do think the best way for South Africa would be um, a, a, a partnership. Um, and and since we are a country that has always liked to have Lekhotla's discussions in Daba's gatherings, yeah. I do think in the mining industry, this is crucial for the stakeholders collectively um, that the employer and the employee and government find each other in terms of... Um, of technology collaboration, not necessarily in the sense that uh, as, as it's technology collaboration in its uh, its very literal sense, uh, but technology collaboration in the sense that obviously the employer is the one that, or the mining companies are the one that are investing heavily in the technology, but um, they always engage um, workers in terms of their, and their member, their workers in terms of the kind of technology they investing in and why that is necessary. And of course, always um, involved government because anyway, government is the regulator. Um, even if they might legislation might be behind it, managing new emerging technologies, um, but um, must always. Uh, um, 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 engage them on that. Mm-hmm. One of um, um, for example, we, we have seen many companies globally, and I think it's going to filter to South Africa, have adopted um, uh, um, 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 deploying new technologies such as blockchain, mostly yeah. for provenance and, and, and carbon emission tracking. And obviously this ties to a bigger issue even as we know COP2017 is, has, is currently underway and it's about the environment, and the, mm. the climate change crisis. So Minds of future, one way or the other, in South Africa or in other parts of the world, are going to have to invest in blockchain um, for for platforms um, that are able to track um, 
um, um, to track um, 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 carbon emissions and so forth. Mm. But also, um, that are going to, um, at the same time, um, help improve operations efficiency, logistics, um, and and I think even finance in in, in a way in in a way that reduces cost for 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 for, for high value minerals as it were right down yep. through to supply chain and ultimately to the end buyer. So yeah it's, it's just to highlight how blockchain is not just limited to one thing but it is something mm -hmm. that can completely change how mining is carried out. And of course for mm -hmm. many in South Africa of course that is in the coming years but now Autonomous trucks that are introduced in autonomous is in driverless, yes. uh, remotely, are going to, in the context of South Africa, not only improve um, worker safety, but are, are going to increase productivity because they mm -hmm. do not have to have a lunch break. They do not have to have um, yeah. health and safety stoppage issues. Mm -hmm. um, um, and, and, and they are always going to be managed um, remotely, of course. The cost of investing in in them, mm -hmm. uh, get companies that produces like Caterpillar and Commerce is going to be expensive. Yeah. But in the long run, so initial takeoff cost for companies is going to be and is expensive. But uh, fast forward three four years later, it has probably paid itself, and at the same time has increased um um uh, 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 productivity, especially um autonomous haul trucks, and and and, and you know that that is quite important. Um, and that of course the technology, this incredible technology that we've spoken of, as I yeah. say, and I emphasize again, how mm -hmm. it is and where it is deployed and the engagement associated with it is important, particularly because I come to another issue, it's going to affect labor. And, yeah. and one of the challenges, not just in South Africa, uh, international labor organizations will show you that many of the reports, the OECD reports will show you that um, um, studies um, that are about technology impact on, on labor force will show you that um, many unions and, and many workers have struggled to adapt to, to technology as it comes along and as it changes. So obviously for South Africa, for unions that are uh, have historically contented issues about recognition, safety uh, in the 19th and 20th century are now going to have to adapt in this 21st century moving mm -hmm. forward. Um, it's not just a, no longer about union you know, recognition, health and safety, workers have rights. It's yeah. now about how do we as unions um, respond to technology that is coming and workers uh, and, and its deployment and making a workplace uh, mm -hmm. that uh, uh, accommodates both workers and technology such that men and machine work side by side. Yeah. These are some of the issues that unions are going to have to to contend with. Uh, and not just that the blockchains and 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 um, an autonomous truck, but robotics and automation too is quite important in the yeah. mining industry. Uh, uh, but also, it's very important for workers to be able to respond to that. We have seen it, for example, in the manufacturing industry where um, it's very prevalent robotics, such that um, you'll find that in a plant, in a car producing plant, or in any other plant, uh, one section is mostly of comprised of robots and the yeah. other section is comprised of human workers or human labor and and so 
tied that together how do 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 they make that work and these are today's issues that trade unions in the mining industry are going to have to contend with mm. it goes beyond ideology sure uh, i must emphasize that it goes beyond ideology of of are we a, a, a socialist leaning worker organization do we at um prescribed to the Marxist Leninist or do you prescribe to worker autonomy, um, worker control led or worker led um, idea um, or do we prescribe to the egalitarian nature of, of society? It's really about the here and now, the lived reality of of workers as they are experiencing technology at their minds, at their shafts. That's where, true, that's true. Must work mm-hmm. as they experience technology then and there. How are unions able to respond to that? And if they cannot, one of the challenges is they, they run the risk of being left far behind because already unions are three or four steps behind technology as it's being deployed in in industries across, not just in mining, in South Africa particular. So um, if they are not reimagining themselves as unions that are uh, 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 future-looking, forward-looking technology embracing, uh, they run the risk of of not just being left behind, but of failing to come up with, with solutions. That's right. Just before we close, the just transition. Let's talk about briefly the just transition. Um, we are seeing President Cyril Ramaphosa right now at COP27 cementing some of the investments that the USA, Germany and other European countries have towards South Africa um, with regards to decommissioning certain coal power stations. Um, what is your take on that? They promise that uh, the poor and vulnerable will not be left out. But what is the gar- guarantee that they will be taken care of during this process? Well, it's going to be difficult, really. And 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 again, on the one hand, here it's 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 a cri- I would I wouldn't say it's a crisis, but government eventually must come out with a clear position on that because mm-hmm. we have had previously Minister Mantashe is 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 in a way pro sustaining uh, coal mining because it continues to perform well, has performed well this year. Uh, the coal miners, that is the companies, will tell you CEOs of coal mining companies are some of the happiest people this year because of the crisis, energy crisis in Europe and how and, and the Russia-Ukraine issue and how globally they started to tend towards South Africa another coal producing country for coal. So they've performed well. However, also tied to that, to the just transition, is the narrative, um, and it's always going to be, we must look at the political economy of, 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 of just transition, but also the political economy of mining and of development in the sense that as we have had many in the global south are saying, even at COP17, the burden of this just transition seemed to be heavily reliant on uh, the developing South living coal or life preparing for life after coal. Yet a developed country used coal extensively and for longer periods to develop to the state that they are in today. And now that they have developed, they're saying developing countries must disregard coal. Mm. Um, So again, we must look beyond... um, um, the ordinary beyond 
um, the, the headlines, as it were, and say, where does um, um, the just transition narrative, um, um, who is pushing it, from what angle, and of what benefit will it be to South Africa? Yes, a climate crisis is here, an environment and an ecological crisis is here, and we, we, we do not need to be um, and environmentalists and, and scholars to acknowledge as we are seeing it. We are seeing long periods of drought. We are seeing uh, uh, unusual rain patterns. We are seeing so many things globally and even here in South Africa. Um, um, however, we, we for, for South Africa's coal production uh, that has been performing relatively well. And, and by the way, South Africa continues today, today, relies on coal to generate 92% of our electricity and 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 roughly if i'm not wrong um we supply coal to other parts of of the continent so it's a revenue generating and it's an electricity generating at the same time uh, a commodity to simply uh, uh, unplug from that it is going to be it's not just going to be an easy thing that because it has been agreed or signed on and, and, and discussed at COP17 it has yeah. significant implication on 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 workers as we know the mm. sector might not be the biggest employer subsector in the mining industry uh, because the biggest is a PGMs but it employs around 80,000 people that's right um, in, in, in coal mining and 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 and, and the, the the state owned entity escom we know the number of people that it it it, it, it employs uh, for its primarily coal fired power station so so if we are going to as uh, south africa um drive the just transition as and, and position ourselves as a country that is planning a just transition um we must have alternatives to um, um, to to coal, but also we must be able to see how um, um, the linkages between um, between um, 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 what is uh, experienced on the ground, the workers um, that are in the coal sector, um, the community as a whole. Of course, we see the effects of pollution in Pumalanga uh, 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 very clearly, um, um, but at the same time, we have to be quite clear. Mm. What are the reasons that we as South Africa are preparing for a life after coal, as it were, and, that, and calling for this change and supporting the change for just transition? And as, 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 as in politics or in sociology, often they would ask, just transition for who and mm -hmm. under what context and why? Why now just transition? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's important. Um, 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 but we, we but the must. But you ask those questions. Yes, I, I do think so. Um, uh, politically and socially, anyway, uh, jobs and job losses that are, are going to be associated with that, and 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 so to 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 and 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 to to, to say what about the skills of coal workers? Um, um, what happens when um, um, we are we are moving from from coal, but also from an economic perspective, the regional economic activity that is yeah. associated with coal production. Needs uh, to be considered, in, yeah. It, it, absolutely. You look at Pumalanga, um, uh, probably income, um, uh, economic activity income associated with mining. Uh, you look at um, in municipalities like Malaseni, Steve Tsoyat, yeah. 
municipality, Govanbeki municipality, you look at the type of um, um, subsequent employment created because of coal mine, uh, for example, in the transport sector, in the truck and rail sector. So th those are some of the issues that are going to, to come out very clear and we must be clear about it uh, as to when we are just transitioning in South Africa, uh, the unintended consequences and the implication of on the transport sector, on, 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 on other sectors that are, are product or affected by coal, what is going to happen? Absolutely. Um, um, really, you have said more than a mouthful, but just on a lighter note in closing, what has been your highlight in the 2022 mining year in South Africa? I know mine has been when Anglo was launching its uh, first hydrogen fuel uh, truck. What has been your highlight in mining in 2022 South Africa? Mm. Because there's a sociologist in me, um, mm. um, and and I am fascinated by the sociology of work. Yeah, uh, it is arguably, and I know it's not a big story to many people, but yeah. those who observe this is quite significant. Mm. That mm. we have seen uh, for the first time in a long time, a union rivalry put aside. Um, at the Sibanya strike and, and unions that would otherwise have not agreed on an issue. Yeah. Noom and Amku work together on an issue and mm. and, 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 and tackle it. To the core, but yeah. That, that for me was is a significant shift in a way that maybe it might reduce the, the violence associated with union activity yeah. among yeah. two unions, but also among those areas. Um, but a key issue, but that's my what one of the highlights that I have seen. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the highlights also that I have seen, which is recent based on the work engagements that one has seen, is yeah. the kind of conversations that are occurring at, 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 at the union level mm -hmm. in terms of how they see technology affecting them and, okay. and beginning to tie technology not just to them as mine workers, but tie the, 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 the effects, the impact of technology to them as part of society. Mm. And so that come that 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 transits work work issue but becomes socio socio socioeconomic context in the sense that now we are tie we are beginning to engage um we being workers are beginning to engage as they say now we are beginning to engage um, on issues that are beyond, that are just not limited, affecting us just as workers, but has the potential to affect us um, when we are when we have clocked out of work and we are members of society. Mm -hmm. The recognition that they are society, I, I think that has been one of one of the highlights um, uh, for me. And and also wow. equally so, companies that have tried to. Um, um, be, I mean, recently there were awards about the companies that are some among the best remunerating companies in the country. Um, in, um, and I think one or two mining companies was featured there. So it's, mm. it's, it's quite encouraging to see, despite the con con contested uh, relationship between the employer and employee, there are some companies that are determined, one, to uh, remunerate their employees better, and are committed to, and have, have done incredible work on their social labor plans, um, and 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 continue to 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 see South Africa as 
as a critical for their development or growth as company in the mining industry. Thank you. Wow. wow, thank you so much. That was certainly a mouthful and 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 I really, really commend you um for your opinion on how you saw um unions coming together to resolve an issue that really affects the livelihoods of people. Um I read somewhere where you, you had an interview when I asked you what your favorite quote was and you said to a child learning her letters each word means standing for something. What do you stand for? And un unquote. But also for us, it's really clear that you stand for human labor rights and um, a healthy socioeconomic ecosystem. And thank you so much for giving us your time today. Yes, and that's a po that's because I love poetry. Yeah. That's Jessica Fisher's book in yeah, most Jessica Fisher. Yeah. Of yeah. So yes. Yeah. That's thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening. Remember to like, share and subscribe to Deep Insights. For more mining news, visit miningreview.com. Until next time, goodbye.